Why do people believe things that aren't true? You're listening to Psychology in 10 Minutes. I'm David B. Feldman. If there's one thing that can be said of President Trump, it's that he's changed the face of American politics. In addition to his many executive orders and political controversies, his administration has brought to prominence disconcerting new concepts like fake news and alternative facts that really have never been part of the political discourse. President Trump and the media have repeatedly criticized each other for propagating falsehoods. The fact-checking organization PolitiFact, at the time of this recording, rates only 16% of the president's statements as true or mostly true. For his part, Trump has accused outlets like the New York Times, CNN, and others of spreading falsehoods. All of this should give us pause, particularly considering that many of the most important issues of our day, and any day, hinge on people having an accurate understanding of the facts. Is voter fraud widespread or not? Is crime on the rise or lower than ever? Are immigrants a drain on the economy or are they a net plus? Do refugees from certain countries really pose a greater risk to national security than those from other parts of the world? Plus, it can just be really annoying when people believe things that seem obviously false, particularly when we're confident we've got all the facts straight. According to the research, however, we shouldn't be quite so pleased with ourselves, because whether we know it or not, most of us harbor at least some false beliefs. Moving away from the political arena for a moment, consider whether the following statements are true or false. We use only 10% of our brains. We lose most of our body heat through our heads. If we swallow chewing gum, it will stay in our system for seven years. Cracking your knuckles will give you arthritis. If you answered true to any of these, you're guilty of believing falsehoods. Don't feel too bad, however. According to the British Medical Journal, even doctors endorse many of these so-called facts, and they show up frequently in both popular press as well as medical publications. Of course, it never hurt anybody to believe that humans only use 10% of our brain capacity. When it comes to the hot-button political issues of the day, however, falsehoods can be really harmful. Ultimately, our beliefs influence the way we vote, whom we elect, and what policies we enact. So why do people so easily believe false things? There are probably as many answers to this question as there are people who have ever believed falsehoods. Nonetheless, psychologists have shown that a relatively small set of cognitive biases, or mental shortcuts, can explain a lot about how false notions take root. All kinds of things occur in the world around us, and we don't always have the time and energy to sit down and carefully examine all of them. So, we tend to use quick and largely unconscious rules of thumb to determine what we should believe, and these shortcuts sometimes steer us in the wrong direction. Here are some of the most common culprits. The availability heuristic. Which job is more dangerous, working as a police officer or a fisherman? If you guessed police officer, you're wrong. According to figures from the United States Bureau of Labor Statistics, fishing workers are 10 times more likely than police to be killed on the job. This doesn't make what police do any less important, of course. But it does mean we tend to underestimate the dangers associated with other jobs. The reason most of us believe that police officers are more likely to die at work is because of something called the availability heuristic, a mental shortcut that can lead us to overestimate the frequency of an event when that event is more available or vivid in our memory. 
When a police officer is killed in the line of duty, it is, rightly, widely reported in the news and sticks with us in our memories. So we tend to believe it must be more common than deaths in other professions. The availability heuristic is also the reason why doctors sometimes believe that diseases are more widespread than they really are. Their jobs naturally fill their memories with vivid examples. In fact, when any of us read or watch a news story about an instance of, say, terrorism or voter fraud or other crime, we're likely to overestimate how common such events are. Unless we're careful, the vivid nature of the news story in our memory can unconsciously bias our estimate of how often these events actually happen. So how common are things like voter fraud and crime? We can't necessarily trust our hunches. It's best to consult the statistics. Emotional Reasoning Whether we like it or not, all of us can be powerfully swayed by emotion. We'd like to think that our feelings are driven by our logic and our reason, particularly when it comes to political beliefs. Unfortunately, this relationship is often reversed. Sometimes we end up using our reasoning ability to justify or defend a conclusion we've already drawn based on our emotions. This phenomenon is called emotional reasoning, and it can lead us astray without our ever knowing it. Psychiatrist Aaron Beck first noticed this in his depressed patients. He observed that many patients drew obviously untrue conclusions about themselves based on how they felt rather than the actual facts. If I feel depressed, one of his patients might say, then there must be something objectively wrong with my job, my marriage, my children, or some other part of my life. But feelings are just feelings, even when they're intense, and they can sometimes lie to us. Even in those of us who aren't depressed, this tendency can affect our beliefs about virtually any emotionally charged topic, whether we're talking about sexuality, religion, crime, money, or war. When we feel scared, angry, anxious, or even just uneasy about a topic, we can easily jump to the conclusion that the topic is somehow objectively bad or dangerous. So next time a topic makes you feel uncomfortable, that's probably a reason to keep an open mind not to draw a conclusion. The Confirmation Bias Once we have a belief, we tend to cling to it, even when it's untrue. The confirmation bias is the tendency to seek out information that supports what we already believe. We do this in two important ways. First, we tend to surround ourselves with messages that confirm our pre-existing opinions. This is why, in the United States, conservatives tend to get their news from sources like Fox News, whereas liberals tune in to MSNBC. Second, we tend to ignore or discount messages that disprove our beliefs. If we're sure that climate change is a hoax, and someone shows us a research study disputing this belief, we might dismiss the study's findings by saying that the researcher is obviously biased or corrupt. This protects us from having to change our beliefs. When our ideas are true this probably isn't such a bad thing. Unfortunately, it can also keep us firmly believing things that are patently false. While it's clear that some people lie, sometimes out of expedience or spite, most of us value the truth. We genuinely desire to accurately understand the facts and help others to do the same. As flawed human beings, however, none of us is a perfect barometer of the truth. Despite our best intentions, it's easy to unconsciously buy into beliefs that feel right, even though they're not. But it's precisely when we're sure that we've cornered the truth that we should take a step back, breathe deeply, and open our minds as far as we can.
If we were all able to take this basic truth about human nature to heart, perhaps this would allow us to more effectively come together during times of political strife. And that was Psychology in 10 Minutes.